From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is Cairo Nights with Jake Skorheim. Welcome back to the show. I'm Jake Skorheim, your host. Thank you guys so much for choosing to listen to us. We really do appreciate it. We got a lot of great stuff coming this hour, so uh, stick around for that. This hour and next hour, actually. This whole show. This whole show is just A number one. If you missed the first hour, get the podcast, Kyra Nights with Jake Scoreheim. You can catch up on everything. We send it right to your phone. We make it really easy. It sounds great. Lisa Brooks, welcome to the show. You you broke some news this past hour. I don't know if you know that, but we didn't know that that crook with the knife came back to see the guy. So that's brand new. We're following up on that. Yeah, you knew it. No, I don't think we, we knew he came back after he was there already. I broke that news? I believe so. I thought that was in the original yeah, story. Yeah, I, I don't think so. We'll have to check on that. But I, I, my, my eyebrows went He was way a cool up. guy. He was that amazing. That shop owner. Yeah. Amazing guy. 70-year-old man. Yep. yep. Carrying a machete. Now that's He's, a knife, right? That's a knife. Just done. Yep. Letting these criminals rob his store anymore. And his wife is right there. I mean, yeah. those protective instincts just kick in. Oh, yeah. 70-year-old man just like... TCOB. 70's not old. Taking care of business. He's a, no, he's a he's a baby. vibrant guy. Yeah, he's a child, mm. seventy year old child. Uh, no, he's a very cool guy. When you're I, seventy, you look forty. Yeah, yeah probably you. Yes. <laughs> no, 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 no. I yes. won't. That's nice. You, you look twenty five. You guys now, are so Jake. nice. You guys are so nice. Well, that means that in fifteen. No, that's I got a long time before I'm seventy, so I'm gonna I'll look a little older, probably. A little bit. I might look a little Not older. Not too much. If I look in my early fifties, I'll feel pretty good about You're it when I'm Dick seventy. You're the Dick Clark of Cairo News Radio. Boy, that's nice to say. <laughs> nice. Uh, how long did Dick Clark live? A long. He was in his eighties, well into his eighties. Yeah, and he did well, he right? Did very pretty well. good businessman. Yeah. yeah. No, you could you could uh, you could do well to follow after Dick Clark. All right, Lisa, I got a trivia clip for you. Okay. I'm excited for you to get this one. I think you're going to get it instantly. Matt got it instantly. All of our listeners got it instantly. I don't want to put too much pressure yeah, on I'm it. feeling really yeah. nervous now. Are right, you ready? Okay. Sometimes there's a man. I won't say a hero, because what's a hero? But sometimes there's a man. And I'm talking about the dude here. Sometimes there's a man... Well, he's the man for his time and place. He fits right in there. And that's the dude. And even if he's a lazy man, and the dude was most certainly that, quite possibly the laziest in Los Angeles County, which would place him high in the running for laziest worldwide. (laughs) But sometimes there's a man. Sometimes There's there's a man. Wow. Lost my train of thought here. But, uh, hell, I done introduced him enough. All right. Do you know who that is? The Dude Abides, The Dude Abides, Coen Brothers film. Yes. Can't remember yes. the name. No, no, of Matt, don't tell her, Matt. Don't stand. Don't tell her. Can't remember the name. You're right of there. It. I'll bet you even Jeff, remember. I, I, Jeff Bridges Jeff plays Bridges. the dude. I bet you even remember what he drinks. What's his favorite drink? Uh, beverage. He was about a stolen rug. It was a lot of bowling happens. What's As we name? meet him, he's walking through, I think, a Ralph's. He's oh. buying half and half for his white Man. Russian. He's wearing a bathrobe. Right. Oh my gosh, Lisa, you're so close. Tip of your tongue. Nobody tell her. Nobody tell her. You can do it. Come on. You got it. I know you can do it. Three words. I know you got it. It's deep in there. I know you have it. I'm having a senior moment. The dude abides. You knew all that. I I know all of that stuff. That's his treasured rug. Yeah. 
and it was stolen. And it was stolen. And it was all a mistake. And Somebody came in and peed on his <laughs> treasured rug. Was it treasured? Did you say treasured rug? Treasured rug. I can't remember the name at the John moment. Goodman, yes, Steve Buscemi. Yes, all of that stuff. All What's of her those face with red actors. hair? Really good looking. Yeah. What's her face? I don't know. Oh. Just to say the name. Come on, Lisa. One I more guess. You're pressuring me. Scream at us, audience. No. Go outside your windows right now. Go to the window. Saving Private Ryan. No, no that, it's not Saving not. Private Ryan. No, that's not it. Not even I close. Can't remember the name. It's the opposite of Saving Private Ryan. The. Oh, come on. Just, just say it. The Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Doesn't that yes. make you sick? Yes, I feel like an idiot. You know oh. what? Isn't it funny there's those words that you just can't remember? You know, how often do I use the word Lebowski? I mean, I, it's just not in my lexicon. <laughs> there are words that might just like, I cannot get to stay in my brain. I don't know if I don't know if it's a sign of bad things to come. There are just things that I cannot get to stay in my yeah, brain. Yeah, that, that's the one. Very specific words. Yeah. Thank I'm, you for I'm, there's that. a Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's very frustrating. I totally get it. I'm sorry. All right. No, it's all right. It happens. It happens. What a great movie. Is that such a great movie? It was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, when I turned that movie on, because of that opening sequence there, where that monologue, where he's just describing the dude, you just it just puts you instantly into a vibe, yeah. into a mood, which is very much how the dude lives. Mm-hmm. And the music is so fantastic in that entire movie, too. Very, very good. Just Coen Brothers in general. Just don't play any Eagles for him. He didn't like that. <laughs> Coen Brothers. I love the Eagles, so I love the Eagles so much. All right. Uh, so let's News Roundup. So the News Roundup is where we look back on all the other shows. Lisa joins us. Matt joins us. And we just talk about what they talk about. We play some clips. Lots of fun. You guys get it. All right. Seattle's Morning News. If Valentine's was lonely for you, maybe you'd consider some advice from a psychic not me. I would never go to a psychic. But let's hear what uh, Mickey Gomez has to say. So, Graham's five tips for finding romance. Well, it's common sense, to be totally honest with you. I wouldn't even call it psychology or even, you know, psychically. It's just listen to your gut because we're all psychic. So, supernatural aside, keep digging. And if you're online dating... Get on the phone, reach out, reach out, and speak to them. But not just even speaking to them... If they're that far away, get on FaceTime, get on Zoom, make sure that you have that direct eye contact because your gut is your intuitive wishing. That's your psychic ability. And in the beginning, she says, follow the rule of three, three dates in three weeks and wait three months before you consummate the relationship. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about waiting till marriage? I mean, you could always do that. Thanks, Did Dave. you wait till marriage, Dave? <laughs> Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Okay. Well, they, well, he's, well, he's the one that said new. wait till marriage. The so conversation did not go the direction I thought it was going to. <laughs> did she say three months? Wait for three months? Yeah. yeah that seems, uh, you know, for anybody listening out there, I highly recommend, this is my personal opinion when it comes to sexual things, uh, wait as long as you can. Good for you. That's that's That would be my recommendation. I think it can make things incredibly complicated mm-hmm. in a very bad way. And maybe you make decisions that you wouldn't otherwise make. You might want to just shake that person off. Besides, if you had made a different decision, you'd have 14 kids. That's true, Matt. Yeah, imagine if my wife and I had gotten started even earlier. We already have four kids. We have three and three already, one on the way. Uh, that'd be too many kids. But yeah, that that would be my recommendation. Three months seems kind of I don't know, whatever. I don't want to I don't want to seem like an old fuddy duddy. Well, in today's hookup culture, where you're you know swiping left, swiping right, and meeting someone right away, three months may perhaps be an eternity for a lot of couples. Listen, I get it. I get it. I get that people. You know, I understand. It's a lot of fun. I get it. But uh, it's it's a good idea to if you're sitting. 
there's a difference, though, like, and this is not what we plan on talking about, but I think Dave makes an interesting point. If your intention is to find somebody that you're going to get married to, if your intention is to get married, that's one thing. If your intention is just to, you know, do that, that's an, you're, you're out for an entirely different thing. Good point. And you're meeting like a whole different class of individual mm-hmm. because it's a different mindset. Yes. Yeah. It's a totally different mindset. Yeah. No, absolutely. But if your intention is to get married, and they say, studies say that people who end up getting married uh, have who they live longer, mm-hmm. they have a lot more money, and they generally report being happier yes. for their entire lives, both men and women. Across all social and economic spectrums, people who end up getting married tend to be, you know, happier. Although it doesn't always work out, obviously. Sometimes I'm skeptical about the money part. Marriage and the things that result from it can get very expensive. No, no, no. You will, you, Matt, I promise you, if you get married, you will have more money than you have right now. Bigger deduction on your taxes. Right, Way yeah, bigger deduction. I have four deductions now. Well, I have three, but I will have four at some point. Uh, you also have, instead of both of you living in separate residences, you're both living in one residence. If, you, if you're dinks, you've heard of that, double income, double no income, kids. no kids, yeah. You can save so much money. When my wife and I had no kids and we were just like living life, we were rolling in it. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you just have, you, you remember what that's living like. Living the you life. You just have like yeah. two people bringing in money. It was nice. It is amazing how fast it accumulates. You know how much I was able to, I was able to save $30,000 when I was married for the first time um, in the first two years of our marriage. Isn't that amazing? Yep. Yeah. And then he found out about it and got really upset. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you saved it privately. I was saving it. You I had was, a secret account. It, it wasn't just for me. No, it was it was for us. But no, he, I know. He didn't know like how a much surprise. I, yeah, he didn't know yeah. how much I had saved. That's fantastic. Yeah. You had that much money that you were say, setting aside thirty yeah, grand. That I, he didn't I was even giving us about. each an allowance. I yeah. took care of the money, and I wasn't doing. You know, I wasn't spending a lot. We were. We felt like we were doing fine, and yeah. I was squirreling it away. Your stories are so great. That's smart because yeah. some people just don't handle money well, and you were protecting it. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, when my wife and I, this is, uh, you know, we're off topic here, but when my wife, before we had kids and we were double income, no kids, basically my salary or hers, which we made about the same at the time, would pay for rent and and uh, uh, food. And, you know, we were pretty frugal. And the other person's salary just went straight into the bank. Nice. And like that, it's crazy how fast you, but again, it's because we got married and we had, you know, we're filing our taxes jointly and... There's some benefits. Mm-hmm. There's some really good benefits. All right. Uh, so, yeah, good advice, Dave. Wait till you're married. G and Ursula, Angela Poe Russell and Ursula discuss why nearly half of Americans are single. What is this? This is all Valentine's stuff, I guess. And singles today, the, the, the 2024 big dating trend is that people want the person they date to be socially and politically engaged. So not only have like care about it, but I want you to be engaged and in the same thing that I'm doing or the same thing I care about. And I think that's really hard. Like I have really good friends and one is an atheist Mm -hmm. and one is like hardcore Catholic and they have developed this beautiful relationship. Like the kids are still being raised Catholic, but they have been able to really respect each other and kind of even through the child rearing. And I'm, and I just, and, and maybe, and obviously that is probably an unusual version, but I think we've gone way to the other side. Well, I, I, I love that you looked into this and uh, didn't realize that so many people are single and happy to be single and choosing to be single, and and the re, one of the reasons being I, I'm just too busy. But I get that. I actually get it. And 
And I, I think there is just such a pressure, like, especially as people get into the their 40s, certainly by 50s. And if you say, well, I'm single, I, I, society will judge you like, there's got to be something wrong with you. Why are you <laughs> oh, single? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's true. I do think people unfairly judge folks for being single. Do you think it's less so than it used to be, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, because people make different choices. A lot of people just decide they don't want to be, you know, it's a... It takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of energy, but, uh, you know, whatever. That's how that works. I am interested in Angela's story there about the uh, the devout Catholic and the devout atheist. Yeah. That would be a really... Let's bring him in here and interview That would be a really <laughs> difficult thing because the Catholic's thinking like, yeah, this is great, but like someday... You're going to be in hell, you know? <laughs> like, well, that was a Especially in the middle episode. of a fight. Remember that one? What's that? Remember that one where Elaine and Putty, and they were having that debate, and he was oh, like, that's you're right. going to hell. Yeah, because because she found out that Putty was religious, yeah, but he hadn't tried Jesus to convert her. Radio station. And yeah. she just didn't care. He didn't, didn't care. He's like, eh, that's not my, I'm, I'm not going to be in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Putty's a funny guy. Um, all right, let's move on here. Let's see. Uh, Jack and Spike were joined by Paul Holden, who sought inspiration at the Northwest Flower and Garden Show. This better be more interesting than it sounds. But flowers? I was going for uh, <laughs> some inspiration as I'm trying to learn a little bit more about gardening myself. Really? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I finally, I've moved every year uh, since my freshman year of college, and I'm oh. finally planning on staying in the same house okay, for more for than a year. And now you're going to make it a little more homey. Yeah, like, okay. and, and me and my you know, as me and my fiance are doing things and, and getting ready. It's spring, so I was thinking, what do, what do we need to get prepared for? And uh, going down here this week from today through Sunday – at the uh, convention center in downtown. It this is a big the, new fancy convention center, right? I, it's actually, this one is in the, the, the original, the original okay, one, okay. I believe. Yeah, okay. so there might be some connections. It's kind of honestly confusing. It's Sometimes it's massive how big it is. But uh, I, I, I got a really great tour yesterday, and it, it, it's just something if you're looking for ideas and uh, just to see how talented some gardeners are. Uh, and I wanted to first uh, just give set the scene from Marianne Benetti, uh, my really charismatic tour guide from yesterday here. It is spring two months early and it is full of fragrance and flowers and tons of information it's entertainment on an epic scale but also you can actually get practical advice there's so many experts under one roof entertainment at an epic scale is a little it's a little (laughs) flowery it's a little little flowery (laughs) i'd say i liked it it's a little uh Entertainment on an epic scale is Lord of the Rings, the director's cut. <laughs> yeah. I just right. saw that last couple of those. See? <laughs> Lisa, do you have a green thumb? Do you garden? No, you I kill plants all like the that? time. Yeah, but I will say, if you suffer from seasonal affective disorder at all in the Northwest, sure. get yourself to this show. I go pretty good almost every year. It takes it away immediately. You're immersed in gardens with and creativity and just the smell of the place. Yeah. It brings you back. It brings you back to spring and summer. I really enjoy being in a greenhouse. Oh, yeah. I really like being in those yeah, big too. spaces. Um, there's one in, I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's in like uh, Woodenville or something, but it's a big. That's the one that's closing down. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, no, What's, I, and it's closing? Yeah, I mean, yes. It, it got caught up in a. Uh, Some a, worker in, dispute. No, there, there's a redevelopment project that, that that's happening and it was part of it. I know what you're talking about. Now, you're talking about Molbax. Isn't it Molbax? I'm not talking, talking about, about Molbax. Oh, no, okay. I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. It's okay. not Molbax. I'm thinking of uh, um, a different one. Okay. But I do love going into these places. I, it's it's fun for me to just like, I like the humidity. It yeah. makes me feel I like I I wish that I had space at my house to just put a big greenhouse because just you can you can recreate that feeling. If yes, you just you like, can. get a greenhouse, it's really easy to do. 
put a heater in there and, you know, got to make sure it has ventilation, all those things, so it doesn't burn down. But all the moisture gets trapped, and it's just like a, it feels like you're in Florida. Nice. It's fantastic. You know, as a kid, one of my favorite things to do when my dad had some home improvement project going on or whatever is to go into the garden center and just look at plants and oh, like yeah. some of the, the water feature and the sound right. would just be so calming. Yeah. I used to love that. Flower World. That's what I'm thinking of. You guys ever been to Flower oh, no. World? No, uh-uh. It's fantastic. Oh. Flower World's so great. What's really great about Flower World is we take the kids there a lot just to run around. They have this huge grounds. They have a petting zoo that doesn't cost anything. You can just go and just like pet animals and stuff. They have a petting zoo. You can go and like pet alpacas and llamas and goats and all that kind of stuff. You can look at chickens and stuff. And then they also have inside this massive greenhouse area, they have all these little places to sit. You can bring a little lunch if you want to or you can just walk around and bring the kids they have these big koi ponds, and inside the koi ponds, not only do they have these massive fish, they have these turtles that are just, the kids go crazy for turtles. Look at Matt's face. That's a young man who loves turtles right there. Huh. They have a ton of turtles, and the turtles are always, like, flipping over on their back. It's just fantastic. What's it called it's again? It's called Flower World. I got to find this place. It sounds wonderful. You would love it. Okay. You would love it. Yeah. Sounds awesome. It's really cool. And it's really big, so even when it's crowded, it doesn't feel like that uh, that crowded. It's really, it's just, it's a great spot. And we're not even advertising for them. They're just a great spot. All right. Uh, do we have time for one more or not? Uh, let's save it for another night. We'll save it for another night. All right. That's it. We've run out of time. That's the end of the news roundup. Lisa, thank you for joining us. You're so welcome. Matt. Thank you for joining us. The Big Lebowski. The Big Big Lebowski. Lebowski. That's it. All right. We got a lot more coming up. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Kyra Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scoreheim. Welcome back to the show. Sorry, I uh, didn't realize my microphone was on there. Welcome back to the show. Uh, We're going to stretch out News Roundup here really fast. We got one more clip to get to, John and Sherry, on dating apps, which we'll get to in just a second. But uh, I've been getting a bunch of text messages in. Just a few minutes ago, we were Dave uh, Dave on the Seattle's Morning News was saying that uh, he was saying, hey, why why don't people wait till marriage anymore to have sex? Because in Mickey's story, what was it, Matt? People wait around three months. That's that's the average. Yeah, the recommendation was three months. To wait three months, yeah. and then you can engage in that activity, right. and that's kind of the the barrier there. Yeah. So Dave was saying, whatever happened to waiting till marriage? And then they jokingly said, well, did you? And then he said yes, which was a surprise answer for them. Um, so we have gotten some text in. This is from Dennis in Seattle. Dennis says, I, uh, I'm i sorry, this is not Dennis in Seattle. I apologize. This is from- David uh, in Seattle. Dave in Seattle. Dave says, waiting three months is a huge red flag. I cannot imagine being with somebody that uptight. It is the <gasps> uptightness that's the issue, not a lack of sex. So he's saying it's not the uh, it's not the physical part that he needs to absolutely have. It's the fact that somebody would be so uptight that they couldn't explore that part of their relationship. And that would indicate for him a certain uptightness that maybe he wouldn't be excited about. Wow, Dave. I Man, no. What's your advice to Dave? Dave... That's very, very judgy. But I obviously Dave is not looking for a long-term relationship. Dave is looking to have sex. I, you know what? Well, you heard it from Lisa. I think Dave's looking to have sex. Um, and most people are. <laughs> well, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. No, 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 no. no choice. I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing with you. Go ahead, Matt. Your personal choice to not do something doesn't make you uptight. It may mean you're protecting yourself or you have a certain prioritization of your values, whatever. It doesn't define you as uptight. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, and then we have another person writing in who's kind of the exact opposite of that. And this is I found this interesting. Her name is Becky, and she texted in. And I hope Becky doesn't mind that I read this. But anybody who texts the show, 
You got a chance it's going to get red. Uh, but she says, yes, dating nowadays is very hard. She says she's in Tacoma. She is uh, a, she's Christian. She's religious. And she says that um, it's difficult for her to find men who have similar beliefs as her. And she says that she is practicing abstinence. And she finds that it's really hard, even with religious guys that she meets, mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, for them to get past the fact that she's abstinent. And, you know, I just I, I do think it's interesting because to me, I would see Dave's text and he says, again, he thinks anybody who waits longer than three months is so uptight. He couldn't possibly. That's such a red flag. But then you have somebody like Becky, who to me sounds like a perfectly wonderful individual. I'm sure she is. You know, she thinks very highly of herself. She clearly values herself enough that she says, well, I'm worth the wait for, you know, the right person. Yes. Dave, on the other hand. Come on, Dave. Slow down a little bit, What was bit, that buddy? term the other night we were talking about, the new trendy term for celibacy? Uh, they call it uh, guy sober. Guy sober. Yeah, they call it guy sober. There's a girl in New York. I can find that clip here real fast. She's a uh, comedian, and she has kind of coined this term, term called guy sober. Hmm. And it's what everybody else would just call celibacy, but she calls it guy sober. She has a stand-up bit about it. And she said, this. the New Yorker actually, uh, the New York Times actually did a, uh, a feature on her, and it starts out like this. It says, she's not celibate, she's boy sober. The comedian Hope Woodward is spreading the word about her year-long break from sex and dating. One fan calls it this year's hottest mental health craze. Again, not having sex, a hot mental health craze. A flock of mostly 20-somethings gather on Tuesday night in a chapel-like building in Brooklyn to hear about a subject that has been a hot topic in religious spaces for centuries, celibacy. Uh, although, again, she's calling it boy sober, which is just a cuter term, I guess, than celibacy. Except no one uses that term anymore. They call it boy sober. Um, Hope says, I hate the word celibacy. Uh, she grew up in a Christian house in rural Tennessee. And uh, let's see, she now lives in Brooklyn. She describes herself as sex positive. And uh, yeah, so she has boy sober, which is kind of silly. It did remind me of this office clip, though. What is wrong with these people? They have no willpower. I went, I once went 28 years without having sex. And then again for seven years. (laughs) And then again for seven years. All right. So I think that, you know, like I just think of two people like Dave. Dave doesn't sound to me like a guy who's got a girlfriend, if I had to guess, because he's seeing a lot of red flags and people don't have sex immediately. He doesn't sound to me like a guy who probably has an easy time. Can I, and I, I don't know, or maybe some, he maybe has a lot of girlfriends. Situations. Or maybe he's got a lot, and he is maybe he's like a hookup wizard or something. I have no idea. And Dave, this is not a slight towards you in any way, but what I'm saying is like maybe Dave's perfect person is Becky. Is there any way for us to connect those two? <laughs> oh, I don't think that's a good idea. They're probably idea. on a different level. That's, yeah, yeah, I think not that a good might, idea. Not, might not be a yeah. good idea. But wouldn't that be interesting? Wouldn't that be fun if we connected two people? It would be nice. And then they end up getting married and had a lifelong happiness of, you know, uh, you know, what is Dave? Dave says they're going to be uptight. And maybe they're not going to be uptight, Dave. Maybe they've just been like a cork in a bottle. And then they just, you know, anyway. That could happen. That could happen too. All right. Uh, let's see. We got one last clip. John and Sherry, speaking of depression, does me- this isn't, uh, this. when is this from? No, this is from a uh, different day. Uh, news roundup for today. Here it is. All right, John and Sherry, why are dating apps worse than ever? We're just on a dating topic, so let's get to it. Well, Match.com, remember when they had Match.com, then they had eHarmony? E-Harmony so guy. now uh, there's not a lot of competition. There's not as much competition. So like Match.com has 45 dating apps. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. they've got you know all, all kinds of different ones. And you're right. Match.com? 
Yeah, so what she's saying is basically- I thought it was a dating app. You have Match.com, but then they've branded in a bunch of different ways. So all of these different sites or apps are still under the same umbrella. Okay, so you could have like like when I was in the dating world, it was just, people were just getting dating Mm -hmm. apps. I remember like- Plenty of Fish was one. I don't right. even know if that's yeah. one anymore. Yeah. Okay, Cupid mm-hmm. was another one. Um, I never had to use any of these things, and but I know a lot of people who I've used them. Use yeah. them. Yeah. Do you did you find them to be useful? Were they were you successful I in used, them? Did you I, enjoy them? I paid for eHarmony, which was one that they really wanted to get to know you, and they asked you some real deep probing questions before they would put you up on and eHarmony's eHarmony's kind of their uh I think their marketing is kind of like when you get serious about yeah. dating right like yeah. if you're serious about finding a real connection with somebody then you try yeah e-harmony. and I met some very very nice people but I had some some really you know awful situations where you know somebody comes in and then they see what you look like and then they leave or they just you just your personalities don't mix. Well, they're a dog. Yeah. You're a dog person. They're not a dog person. Right, but they wouldn't match you up if there weren't a lot of good things that that you connect on. And I my rule of thumb was I wanted to re- meet them online and get to know them over email a lot. Yeah. Before I would actually physically meet them. Yeah, like you've got mail. Who doesn't a, love that? Yeah, but a lot of people. Yeah. Only, only a lot of guys would only, you know, if we don't want to meet, if we bunch don't meet of right, Daves out there, a bunch of Daves, bunch if we don't of meet right away, haters out there, just so they like, want to you see you right away. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. They want to go. Dave wants to go rent a hotel room by the hour. And you're like Dave's no, not here, man. She's <laughs> Louise, <laughs> Dave. But Dave, I do appreciate you listening to the show. So thank you so much. Even though we're dogging on you and we're, you know, basically saying you're not a moral person, but Dave, I do <laughs> appreciate that you're listening to the show. <laughs> Lisa, what kind of guy are you into? Do you mind if I ask? Like, do you have a do you have a type? Do you mind if Do you mind if I ask, or do you not want me to ask that question? I guess I don't care. You know, I mean, I I don't. You're attracted to all different types of fellas. Yes, I don't have a specific type. I just know when I meet someone. All right. That I, you know, if I you have an attraction to them. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this question: Who's a movie star that you kind of look at and go? Oh, Bradley Cooper. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Stupid question. Just a classically good-looking, hunky guy. Super yeah. smart. Yeah, speaks yeah, a bunch yeah, of languages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Denzel Washington. It used to be Denzel Washington. All right, you're time, a liar. Any place. You're a liar. <laughs> I'm attracted to anybody of any kind. <laughs> well, you and then just, you name the two best-looking guys well, in Hollywood. About movie actors. I mean, you asked for movie stars. You could have said Steve Buscemi. He's funny. Have. He's got a you're good right. personality. But you're nobody right. says Steve Buscemi, right. do they? But I have gone out with a lot of guys that are not considered classically attractive and found them wonderful. Yeah. Fell in love with. Married. And then wonderful. that. And then the sexual attraction kicks in. Afterward. Yes. After you get to yes. know them. After you kind of Has warm to up to them. Has to happen in the brain. First. Yeah, for you it's in the brain yep. first. Yeah, for me it's it's uh, kind of the opposite, but mm-hmm. it's it's still kind of a good mix of things, mm-hmm. right? So like I when I met my wife, I saw her from across the room. I didn't think to myself instantly like, oh, look at her brain. I was think, seeing different things, mm-hmm. but then eventually it was a great bonus that mm-hmm. she's so smart yeah. and such a lovely person. That was really great, and that that really sealed the deal. That was great, but initially not quite. Mm-hmm. I, that's not exactly what I was looking for. Matt, when you uh, when you are when you were looking were, around, yes. uh, did you use dating apps? Uh, you know, there was a brief time when I tried them. What I found is there were a lot of fakes and spam and people that were just you know kind of targeting. Targeting people, I guess, to scam them, basically. Nigerian princesses. That kind of thing. Who needed your money. Yeah, and it's just like the quality level wasn't there, and it it just didn't go much of anywhere for me. I never dated anybody from an app. I may have exchanged a few messages years ago in the infancy of it, but it just never was a thing for me. People send a lot of weird stuff on dating apps, too. I've had some friends who have used them, and I'm amazed at how, like, they send a lot of pictures. Like, that's a big thing now that people do. They send (laughs) pictures, like... 
dirty pictures. Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, Gross. awful. No, 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 who does? Oh. Nobody wants that. I think uh, for a lot of guys, that was one of the things that was so difficult about dating apps. Is a lot of them did not take good pictures, and it really worked against. Yeah, well, there's certain profiles. angles for certain things. Yeah, they do. You yeah. definitely want to make sure that you're themselves. using the right uh, lens. Well, <laughs> that and is that what you're talking about, Matt? There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot more to it. You know, tell that. you what, lighting is a big deal. Oh, lighting yeah. is a big deal. Well, p- guys with that pose with their cars. I don't cars. Care. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a turn off for me. Yeah. Pose with their cars. I had a uh, a friend. She was a, a lady uh, who was a friend. She wasn't a girlfriend. She was a the sister of my very good friend, and she was dating a guy on one of these uh, OK Cupid things or something. And uh, so I think she was maybe even trying to remember when it was anyway he shows up to the house and she, he's they're meeting at this at this house she, she smartly was like well why don't you meet at this is my former roommate sister so they met at our house which is a good move because she's a young lady and to not meet a stranger in some that strange place so she yeah. goes meet me at my brother's house and it's like you know the big brother and all his roommates got to give him the once over so he shows up and he brings like everything that he's proud of in the back of his truck, which is a weird thing. He brings like his motorbike. He Ew. brings two of his dogs. This is their first date. Ew. And just like, he's like, yeah, I ride bikes. <gasps> and it was such an uncomfortable, like instantly it was just very uncomfortable and it didn't oh. it didn't go super great for them. But uh, he was very nervous and very insecure. I think he was very nervous and very insecure. Had to prove insecure. himself yeah. worthy by showing yeah, 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 her yeah, this yeah, yeah. stuff. For sure, yeah. for sure. She met Mr. Wright though. She's Good. married now. They have three kids, so Good they're doing her. well. But it wasn't the motorbike guy. All right. Uh, well, I, best of luck to Becky out there. I sent her a nice little message. I think she's going to find Mr. Right eventually. And Dave, you know, you might consider uh, taking a good look at the good book and uh, checking those morals here, buddy. But keep listening to the show. Don't read the Bible until you finish read, uh, wide. listening to the show. We got a lot more coming up on the show. Don't miss a second of it. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. You're listening to Cairo Nights with Jake Scorheim. Welcome back to the show. All right, guys. Uh, we didn't plan on having that long conversation uh, last uh, last segment, but I think it was a good one. So thank you guys for uh, hanging around for that. I found this really interesting. Have you? Do you guys know this song? Um, there's a rapper whose name is Mike Posner. He's I don't know if you consider him a rapper. He's a uh, he's a singer. He's a songwriter. Do you know who that is, Matt? Oh yeah, I know of him. I don't know that he's exactly a rapper. More uh, yeah, a I wouldn't consider guy, him a rapper. Yeah. Actually, yeah, he's almost like uh, EDM type yep. of stuff. He had a song a few years back that was really really famous. I'm going to play you just a quick clip of that. I took a pill in Ibiza to show a Fiji I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt ten years older, but there was something to do. I'm living up in L.A. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller because I made a million dollars and I spend it on girls. You don't want to be high like me. Never really know why like me. You don't ever want to step off that roller coaster and fall it alone. You don't I like when he gets to the chorus here, the musical part. Yeah, it's definitely EDM. This is not rap. All right, so this guy's name is Mike Posner, I think. Uh, So he just posted this thing on X, which I thought was kind of interesting. He's reflecting on this song that he wrote 10 years ago. He wrote this on his 26th birthday. He posted this on X. He said, on my 26th birthday, I wrote, I took a pill in Ibiza, which is the song you're listening to right now. The song became popular several years after I wrote it. Yesterday, 
I celebrated my 36th birthday. I feel proud to look at the song lyrics and know that none of them are true anymore. I've grown into a completely new man, one that I'm proud of. And then he breaks down the lyrics side by side and he talks about them. I think it's really interesting. So uh, he says, I took a pill. These are the lyrics. And this is what he wrote at 26. I took a pill in Ibiza to show Avicii I was cool. And when I finally got sober, felt 10 years older. But bleep it, it was something to do. And he says, now at 36, I love myself more than ever. No longer need to do bleep that harms my body to try to get people to like me. Uh, the next lyrics say, I'm living out in L.A. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm a real big baller because I made a million dollars and I spent it on girls and shoes. Again, at 26, that sounds pretty appealing. But he says, now at 36, he says, I donated the massive Jordan collection. I now drive a forerunner. I don't need to prove anything to anyone other than God. Love myself. And if I buy myself something nice, it's because I love myself and deserve it. It's not because I'm trying to prove anything to other people. Uh, and then he closes it out. He closes it out by saying, uh, he doesn't feel that um, in the end of the song, the chorus discusses the loneliness that he feels after experiencing this high and all this stuff about going out. And he says now he doesn't feel that loneliness. And he says not even close to feeling alone. Spent a decade creating a community of the most loving, powerful people, um, powerful friends in the world. Massive investment in a relationship with my mom and sister. Best it's ever been. Relationship with God is on a whole new level. And then he finishes it off by saying, if you're going through stuff right now, keep going. You have no idea how good your life may be in 20 years. I think that's such a cool message. It's also a really good song. Like, it's a really good song. He's got some other really good songs. You should check him out. Mike Posner. Look him up on YouTube or, you know, wherever you get your music from. But I just like the idea that he's saying that life does change so drastically, so quickly. I, I have experiences that myself where you look back, you look up, you know, you're just like putting your head down. You're working hard. You're doing the stuff. Maybe life doesn't seem like it's going in the direction you want it to. And then one day you look up and you're like, man, five years has passed and my life looks completely different now. So if that's you out there and you're listening to this, maybe you needed to hear that message. So just keep going and uh, life's going to get good. I promise. All right. We got a lot more coming up on the show. Stick around. We're going to be right back here on Cairo Nights. 